This morning, we are kind of going to be continuing our series that we're in right now. Um, Pastor Tim started last week. Um, we're kind of talking about, you know, this is living now. Um, you know, and just some different aspects of that. I don't know if you guys have heard the song, This is Living Now by Hillsong Young and Free. Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You probably heard it. You might not actually know what the song is called, though. But um, So today, we're going to be talking about seeking God and devoting time to Him. Can anybody tell me what that looks like? Well, what does it look like to seek God and devote time to Him? Anybody? Worship. Worship. Okay. Anybody else? Reading your Bible. Reading your Bible. Cool. Yeah, those are good answers. Um, so, man, seeking God. Um, as I was getting just getting ready for this message and just parent, parent and stuff. Um, you know, God just started laying more and more things on my heart, and I just started getting more and more excited about this topic. Um, you guys, seeking God is such, is such an important part of our faith, such an important part of our walk with Christ. Because when we seek God and we, we take time out of our day to devote to Him, we, God, God reveals so much to us, and we learn so much about God and who He is and how he created us to be, and the calling that he has placed on every one of our lives. And, you know, some of you say, you know, worship, reading our Bible, you know, that's what, you know, devoting time looks like, you know, getting into your word, worshiping God, spending time just with you and him. Um, You know, getting in a quiet place where you can just be free of all distractions, uh, of anything that might get in the way of you pursuing Him. You know, when we devote time to God, we're, we're pursuing Him. We're pursuing His heart. His heart for His people. His heart for you guys. You're building a relationship with God when we devote time to Him. It, it, just, it has such a huge impact on your lives, guys. It, oh my gosh, it, it just blows my mind how much impact on me personally, that God has had on me when I devoted time to him, when I have devoted time to just pursuing him and just seeking him and just studying the word. Um, I just got this Bible uh, for my birthday like a week or two ago. Uh, one of my friend, good friends got it for me, and it's just really cool. Um, it's got like little uh, sections that I can take notes and just got blank lines for me to take notes. And so, so lately when I've been uh, studying the word, I've had my one Bible open, and I've had this Bible open, and I've, you know, I'd, if I see something that stuck out, I'd underline it in my one Bible, and I'll underline it in here, and then just, I, I've never, like, actually had a desire to have a Bible like this, but now that I have it, and I actually have room to take notes, I've been loving it, so, but, you know, when, you guys, this is full, this thing right here, this Bible is full of knowledge. It's full of God and his character and who he is and what he says about life, about you guys. There is truth in here about you guys and who he says you are. There's so much in here to discover, to read, to unlock, to dig deeper into. When you guys read a verse or a story, there's so much more to it than just what's on the surface. Um, Lately, I've been reading uh, in First uh, and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings, and just reading about um, King Saul and King David and King Solomon, 
and, and just reading about their lives and, you know, how, how they got to where they are and how God moved in their lives and how God used them. Um, and I've read about those three guys several times. Um, you know, I'm sure there's been stories and there's verses that you guys have read, you know, over and over again. Um, but j- just lately, I- I've just been really, really intentional about devoting time to God and just sitting down and reading and just being still. Just being still and just asking God, okay, what do you have to say about this? What do you have to say about my life, about what I'm doing? You know, I'll do, I'm trying to do my best to, you know, just read something, just take stuff little by little and just read it and say, God, okay, what are you saying about this? Because I'll be honest with you guys, you know, I'm talking to you guys today about seeking God and devoting time to him, but I'm going to be straight up with you guys. You know, there's plenty of times where I've struggled with that myself, um, where I've fallen off and I've gone a day or two or so without even opening my Bible up. Um, you know, I, I do my best in the morning to, you know, set my alarm clock a half hour before I actually need to get up um, and take that half hour and just devote it to God and um, either read my Bible or praying. But, you know, when you're in the when it's the morning, all you want to do is sleep. I mean, how many of you guys are with me? Oh, you just want to sleep. No matter how early you get up, you just want to sleep. Or how much you sleep in, you just want to get more sleep. Um, so, you know, I've been doing my best to, you know, just get up half hour early and just, just be really intentional about pursuing God and just devoting that time to Him just to start off my day. Um, you guys don't have to, you know, do that in the morning. You don't have to, you know, start off your day like that. You can do it however you want. But, um, you know, again, I'll just be honest, you know, it's something that I struggle with too, you guys. You know, it, just devoting our time to God and just taking time out of our busy day, out of our busy schedule is hard. It's hard. You know, there, there's so many distractions in life that, you know, pull us away from that and that we want to do, you know. I mean, there, there's days where I just want to be lazy and do nothing and just sit on the couch and just relax. You know, I get home from work and just like, I just want to relax and just lay on the couch and take a nap and you know, naps are great. I love naps. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, lately I've been reading about um, kings, the kings, uh, Saul, David, and Salmon, and it's just been blowing my mind because I've been devoting so much more time to God and to reading the Bible and seeing what it says. I've discovered new things and just things have stuck out to me. Um, for example, um, King Solomon. He became king around the age of 21-ish. I'm not sure if that's exactly right, but from what I could find, that's around the age he became king. Um, And so one day, um, God was talking to Solomon and saying, Okay, Solomon, ask me for anything you want, and I will give it to you. Anything. Anything you want, and I'll give it to you. And you know what Solomon asked for? He asked for wisdom. He asked for knowledge. Out of anything, he, he could have asked for the most expensive chariots back then, uh, the best horses. Uh, he could have asked for money, uh, for power. Um, the Bible talks about, you know, he could have asked for, uh, you know, he could ask for the world. He could have asked for, um, the Bible says that he could ask for, you know, to have no wars, for his enemies to be all vanquished and everything. Um, but Solomon asked for wisdom. And it, it's just so cool that. You know, I, I finally, you know, just that, that just had such an impact on me and just made me realize the importance of knowledge and h- how important that reading our Bible is. Because this Bible, 
is full of knowledge. It's full of God's knowledge that he's given to us, that he has gifted us with, that he wants us to learn, to study from, to know. And there's so, I, there, there's so many, you know, situations in my life where, you know, I've used what the word of God says, you know, either to defend my faith, to get ready for this message, you know, I'm using scriptures in this message. And so, you know, there's so many practical applications for the Bible and for what God says. Um, but then going back to Solomon, um, later on in Solomon's life, um, you know, God warned him about some stuff. God warned him, hey, don't marry into other kingdoms, into other uh, religions. Um, but Solomon ended up having 700 wives and 300 concubines. So he ended up having a, relation, a relationship with about 1,000 women, like all at once, like all at the same time. He, he was in a relationship with 1,000 women. That is insane. That is nuts. Um, and the thing about these women is they served other gods. They worshipped other gods, other idols that were not the one true living God. And, you know, because he was in relationship with these women, they started bringing Solomon astray. Solomon started worshiping these other gods, these other idols. He started devoting more time to them than to the one true God. And, you know, part of that reason is because, you know, again, he... You know, we, we all make mistakes. We all sin. We, we all fall short sometimes. We all stumble. Um, but we can get back up as long as we get back on the path of God. You know, devote time to God. Devote time to seeking Him and what He says about things and asking for His forgiveness. But Solomon, you know, he kept going astray. He kept devoting more time to seeking these other gods rather than His God, which is the one true God. And it, that, that's just one of the things that, you know, as I've, as I've been personally devoting time to, again, I've read that, the, that story many times, but I've never actually made the connection that even though Solomon had all this wisdom, and the Bible talks about that, God said, Solomon, you will be wiser than anyone that has been before you or anyone that will be after you. You will be the wisest among them all. But even though Solomon had all this wisdom, he still disobeyed God because he wasn't devoting time to him. He wasn't devoting time to what God was saying, to what God was speaking to him about every situation, about his life, and about pursuing God's heart and what God had called him to do. Um, so just, oh man, you guys, devoting time to God is so important. Um, Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 to 8 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So, you know, this verse is talking about seeking God. It says, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Ask and it will be given to you. If we're seeking God, if we're pursuing him, he's going to provide for everything. You know, he, he's going to provide everything. If we just ask, we will receive. If we just knock on his door, he's going to open it. He's going to be there. But we have to devote time to him. You know, God, God is always with us. God is always with us, you guys. He's always surrounding us with his presence. He's always surrounding us. But, you know, I, I have noticed a difference in my life when 
I am devoting time to God and when I haven't devoting time to God. I, I, can, I, I notice a shift in how much I feel his presence and how strongly I feel his presence. When, when I have not been devoting as much time to God as I should be or not at all, again, I've gone, you know, I think just this week, you know, I just got really busy and stuff. And so I went, I think, like two days without reading my Bible. You know, I'll be sure up with you guys, you know, I went two days without reading my Bible and I was like, oh shoot, you know, I just got so busy and got so distracted by stuff that I just didn't open it up. Um, but, man, now I lost where I was at, <laughs> but it's just, oh, you guys, it's just so huge. I've noticed, so, I noticed such a difference, you guys, such a difference to when I am pursuing him and when I'm not pursuing him. And again, we feel his presence all the time. But when I, when me, me personally, when I have just sought after God and just devoted time out of my busy day to him and just open up the Bible and just read it and just talk to God, I, the rest of my day or even the next day and the next after that, I just feel his presence more and more strongly. I feel him and hear him even more clearly than when I'm not devoting time to him. Because again, God's always there, but when we're seeking him, when we're actively pursuing a relationship with him, it makes such a difference. Such a difference, you guys. And it's, it's just so cool. It's, oh my gosh, it blows my mind. Everything that God reveals when we devote time to him, he, he has just been revealing so much to me and, and just placing new things on my heart and just giving me new, new passion and, and, and stirring up the fire inside of me for, for different things. And and you guys, it, it just blows my mind. So just pursue him. We got to pursue him. Psalm 42, verse 2 says, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God? Our souls should thirst for him. We should thirst for God. He is the living water. It, it, when we're pursuing him, we will never go thirsty. We will never go hungry. We will, we will be filled up. We will be filled with everlasting life. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 3 says, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. The, God is the pure spiritual milk. God's joy, God's presence, God's love for us is pure, guys. It's pure and everlasting. You know, there's, again, a lot of distractions in life. A lot of distractions. Um, maybe it's you play video games. Maybe it's you just like watching TV. Um, maybe it's like you like to go shopping a lot. Um, maybe it's just hanging out with your friends. You know, those things are not bad. They're not bad to do. You know, I play video games. I watch TV. I hang out with my friends. I go shopping sometimes. You know, um, I probably go shopping for a little dip- bit a uh, bit different toys than um, what the girls do. Um, just got a crossbow, and so I've been buying buying some uh, new toys for that and everything, and some uh, accessories for that. So that's been fun. A um, lot of money, a lot of money. <laughs> um, but there's so many distractions in life that they give us satisf- satisfaction. You know, when I I enjoy playing video games, I enjoy watching TV, I enjoy playing, with, hanging out with my friends and stuff. You know, there's lots of things that give us satisfaction. There's a lot of things that make us happy, that give us joy. But it's temporary. It is temporary. You know, when I 
play video games. It gives me a temporary satisfaction. You know, when I watch TV, when I hang out with friends, it's good for the moment. And, you know, I have awesome friends, so, you know, a lot of times when I hang out with my friends, you know, the joy continues even after, you know, I leave their house or whatever. You know, it's, it's fun. You know, I look back on the memories and the laughter that we had. And, but the, those things in life and other things, they bring us temporary satisfaction, temporary joy. But God gives us permanent joy, everlasting satisfaction, everlasting joy when we devote time to him. You know, again, I, I, I notice such a huge difference. I, I, when I'm not seeking God, I, I feel um, discouraged, a little bit depressed, a little bit down on myself and down on life. I, I, I feel that. I recognize that, that when I am not pursuing God, I am not at my best. I, I, I do not feel good. There, there's times where I, I feel sick or I, I just get this like heaviness in my stomach that I'm just like, oh, what, what is this? And then I get into my word and I, I just, it just gets lifted. You know, I, I, I'm happier. I'm more enthusiastic. I'm more energetic. There's so much life in the word of God. There's so much, we gain so much life when we seek him, when we devote time to pursuing him and pursuing his heart for us. Because he wants to have a relationship with us guys. He, he, he wants to. He, he wants to. God wants to have a relationship with you. Christianity is not about a religion. It's not about, you know, following these set rules. It's not about condemning people that don't believe like we do, that, that don't pursue God like we do. Um, in high school, man, in high school, I was, uh, I was bad. <laughs> I, I wasn't a bad kid, but um, after I got out of high school, I looked back at myself and I was like, wow. Um, in high school... Um, again, I didn't realize this until after I got out, but in high school, I had this mindset that I cannot be friends with you. I cannot hang out with you because you do not go to my church because you do not believe like I do. I had that mindset in high school and I, there, I, I had friends in high school and stuff, but I was only friends with them because they came to my church. Because I knew that they lived like I did. And so, unknowingly, I condemned, I didn't like openly say anything, but I condemned other people in my school because they didn't go to my church. They, w- they went to another church down the street, but they didn't go to my church. And so that, 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 that church, that, they're, they're, they're not following God as much as they should be. They're, they're not teaching the right stuff. My, my church is. And so I, I had this attitude in high school, and uh, I had a friend later point out to me, you know, after I got out, I was like, wow. <laughs> but it, it just, man, that, that's not what Christianity is. Christianity is go out into the world and preach good news and show other people God's love. That's what Christianity is, you guys. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. Um, so I want you guys to keep that in mind when you're, when you're devoting time to God, that you're building a relationship with him. You are building a relationship with him so that he can use you to show other people God's love so that he can show you his love for you. 
when we devote time to God, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen. There's, there's a lot of things that we can gain from that. One of those things is stability. And you guys heard the story that of the man in the Bible who built his house on the rock versus the man who built his house on the sand. Both men built their house. Um, again, one on the rock, one on the sand. Big storm came. The man in the, who built his house on the sand, his house washed away. His house was destroyed. But the man who built his house on the rock, the house stood firm. It stayed. It was solid. God is our foundation. God is our rock. Um, Proverbs 24, verse 3 to 6. By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established through knowledge. Its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. The wise prevail through great power, and those who have knowledge muster their strength. By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Again, the Bible is full of knowledge. It's full of wisdom. Everything in here is true. Don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. Everything is in here, in here is true. Some of the stuff, it might take a little bit more understanding, a little bit more time to um, figure out what God's saying about some stuff. Now, I'll be honest again. There's stuff I've read in the Bible that I'm like, what in the world? What lesson am I supposed to learn about people being massacred and nations getting wiped out? I, I, I've been straight out. I mean, it's like, what am I supposed to learn from that? You know, the, the Bible talks about you know, God being love and being gracious. And it's like, what lessons to learn out of that? You know, so there, there's stuff that I'm still figuring out and learning from and being like, God, what are you saying about this? But no matter what, this Bible is truth. The Bible is truth. It is God's truth. It's God's knowledge, God's wisdom that he has given to us, that he has imparted to us for us to use in life, to guide us in life, to show us his love, his mercy, his grace. Um, and so, you know, again, going back to the stability, stability has been a big thing in my life and a big thing that I'm passionate about. And give you some context. Um, you know, growing up in life, you know, I've been here at Res for about nine years or so, I think. Um, you know, I've had many leaders. You know, I've been under many leaders. Um, whether it's my pastor in Res Kids, the 180, the Zone, um, here in the ground floor during my high school days. Um, I've had many leaders in life. And not all of them have stuck around. You know, some have left for not so good reasons. Um, some have left just because God called them somewhere else, which is awesome. You know, they're following God. They're pursuing him. But whenever I've had a leader, like, leave that I've been really close to, it's always shaking me a little bit because I look up to them, because I admire them, because they've been there for me. Um, I had one, one of my high school pastors who... Oops. Um, one of my high school pastors, um, who was pastor, I think my junior year, um, he was only here for a year, but I, 
built such a relationship with him, and he was so relational, and I connected with him so well. And there was many other students that he connected with as well, too. And then um, he later moved down to Texas and felt God calling him down there and stuff. And um, it was like probably a month or two. No. Sorry, it, was, it would have been a year later um, that I graduated high school. And, you know, for, you know, open houses are, were kind of, you know, my open house was important for me and stuff, you know, just a cool celebration, you know, me graduating high school. And um, he, he wasn't able to come because, you know, he was in Texas. You know, he had moved down there. And so, and that kind of, you know, that, that kind of affected me. It was like, shoot, you know, I was bummed that he wasn't able to come because he had a huge impact on my life. And, but, you know, I've had other leaders come and go and just, it, it's always shaken me a little bit. But the thing to recognize is that people will come and go, but God remains the same. God stays constant. God sh- should be our rock, not other people. There, you guys, there's, there are awesome leaders in this room. You, you look around you, and there, there's incredible leaders in this room that love you guys, that want to pour into you, that want to see your lives changed, that want to see you guys pursuing God and pursuing his heart. And I know every single one of these leaders, and I know their hearts, and they're incredible. They're incredible. But they should not be your rock. They should not be the foundation that you build your life on. They can encourage you. They can guide you in how to build your foundation, in the ways that you should build your foundation. But your foundation should be built on God. should be built on God because he remains the same. He will stay there. He will stay with you forever. He is always there for you. He's always there for you. He's never changing. He will never leave you. He will never leave you. And so build your rock. Build your foundation on the rock, Jesus Christ. We can always count on God. We can always count on him, guys. Um, Another thing that um, happens when we devote our time to God is we feel his love. We feel his love surround us. We feel it overwhelm us. Um, first John chapter three, verse one says, see what great love the father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. We are children of God and God loves us as his children as a father should. He loves us so much, you guys. Um, I was, I was kind of finishing up this message yesterday and, and working on it. And uh, God has perfect timing, absolutely perfect timing. It's incredible. Um, as I was working on this, and this part specifically about God's love, um, I had one of my high school smarter guys message me on Facebook. And uh, he messaged me this little thing and just like kind of encouraged just encouragement to me and um, just everything I'm doing and everything and everyone I pour into and stuff. And it was really cool. And he sent me this video link. And uh, this video link was to something that I've seen before, but I hadn't seen in a while. And it's just like a two-minute clip out of a movie called Furious Love, or it's actually a documentary. Um, but it was the video clip was talking about this guy named Philip, who's from Indonesia. And Philip, he pastors a church of 30,000 people. 30,000 people. That's insane. Um, and 
you know, I, when, I, when I saw that, when I watched that video, I saw God speak to me and his love just pour out over me and say, you know, what you're doing right now is training ground. You know, you, you're going to have that kind of impact on people. You know, not saying I'm going to pastor a church of 30,000 people, but um, I, I just felt God's love pour out over me so much because, um, you know, again, I oversee our junior high camp and our junior high conference and stuff and these services on Sundays. And um, honestly, I've had the this job for about a year, and it's been a, a rough year sometimes. There, there's been harder times than others. And, you know, I, I've I've doubted myself sometimes and been like, okay, God, is this really where you want me? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, you know, because taking this job was a stretch for me. Um, it was a stretch because it's not something I saw myself ever doing. Um, but I absolutely love it now. I love it, and I've grown so much, and God has used me so much, and I, I, I love the job. Um, but it, it's, been, it's been a rough year, um, and there's been times that I felt discouraged. Um, you know, again, I, I, I've, I've doubted God, and I've been like, God, okay, did I, or I've doubted myself even. I was like, God, is this where you want me? Is, did, did I make the right choice? Um, but, then, but then I've always gone back to the word. I've always gone back to the word. And when I've gotten to that time with God, that alone time with him, he's always encouraged me. And again, yesterday, you know, he, he encouraged me even more. He used one smaller guys to encourage me and to say, right now is your training ground. You know, right now is your training ground. Um, one thing that I, I always forget um, that God always just kind of reminds me of is, um, I didn't go to college or anything. I didn't want to go to college. I want to, you know, get the hands-on experience and stuff. And, um, you know, usually when you go to college, you're, you're, you're in college for about four years, at least, usually. Um, and so I graduated 18. So, you know, I'm 22 now. And so going to my fourth year, um, you know, I'm still always growing and learning stuff. But well, one thing that God always kind of just reminds me of and is that, Okay, you don't want to go to college. You wanted the hands-on experience. Here it is, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, oh, right, shoot. <laughs> um, but um, you know, yesterday again, as I was working on this, God just poured out His love on me, and I, I just felt His overwhelming love. And a cool thing about when we feel His love is we get so encouraged, and we get a fire to pour out that love onto other people. It's a couple minutes after, you know, I, I, I got that message and I just was soaking in God's love and just feeling his love and stuff. Um, there was a couple people that came to mind that I just felt God tell me to speak to and just and just give encouragement over it and just pour out his love over and stuff. And so I messaged them over Facebook and stuff and just told them some things and just encouraged them and built them up. And um, it, it just felt good, you guys. Uh, again, God brings so much satisfaction. God brings so much joy to our lives, so much happiness. And, oh man, when we, devote it, when we devote our time to him, he just pours out his love. He pours it out.